And welcome back to season four, episode four of Real Talk Sports Presents. The truth is here. It's your boy James coming at you with another hype and exciting episode of Real Talk Sports. Um, but of course, before I get started, I want to introduce my team. What's good, everybody? This is Showtime, and of course, I'm the jerk of the show, and I have a jerk statement. We st- we need to get. James to do some uh, Game of Thrones plugs before he go out here so he can like because that's the time he kills it. Oh, I know, I, I know, trust me. Already hyped for, yeah. for tonight. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> hey y'all, it's Jazz, the madam of the show. It's good to be back with my fellas. Hey, hey, hey. And so, you know, like Josh was saying, Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, nah, 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 I ain't gonna even start. Right. Not even that kind of podcast. It's really not, though. It's not. But before I even get started with the show, y'all, I just want to kind of take a moment, you know, to kind of recognize and, you know, just really send our, you know, condolences to the family of Heather Heyer, who lost her life in the Charlottesville accident, I mean, incident uh, last weekend. Um, truly disgusting acts um, in that protest. Um, in Virginia Um, and I just you know it's been a a tough moment in our country right now for the past week with all the uh, different racial and um, problems that we are having right now in our society and um, I just you know just kind of want to take some time in the beginning of the podcast to kind of reflect on it and kind of see the impact that this is having again and you know in the sporting industry too because you can see a lot of this is affecting the players mindsets um, their attitudes towards the game and you know what's going on personally in their own lives as well um, so kind of this you know kind of get it started off though I just want to kind of get you guys opinion about you know how do you guys feel you know started since been a week since that moment you know how do you guys feel today Nothing about this situation is really opinion. All these things are facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's terrible. And honestly, it affects me a lot because I went to school like 45 minutes outside of Charlottesville. And I'm not, I wouldn't even be shocked those people that were from Lynchburg, Rustburg area that was even in the incident. But, I mean, it's terrible. And I get sick and tired of always having to, like, say, oh, well, this is proof that racism is still alive. But it seems like you still need more because... People want to come up with excuses. I've seen so many memes talking about this was the they said this was the biggest KKK rally ever. And this is only it was only like 100 people, 100 people is still too many, even if it was just 100 people. And uh, it's just it's a really terrible situation. And I'm sick and tired of it. It's just ridiculous. You can't complain about black people screaming equality, having Black Lives Matter and all these other movements when you still have these KKK, these neo-Nazis and all these people who clearly want white supremacy. And and what's the funniest thing I've heard and I've seen, I don't know if you guys seen it, it was like a video of this uh, Latino woman interviewing a KKK member and she was like talking about, okay, uh, so tell us about like your plan, like what do you guys want? And she was just saying like, they're Christians and they believe in the Bible and they say love thy neighbor which is their people and they just love their people they want their people to succeed and this and that and then they said we're not racist we don't hate anyone and this and that I was like bro you're in the KKK and you just literally said you don't want this Latino in your place because you it's only for white people if that ain't racist I'm starting needing a definition of what a real racist is because if a KKK member isn't a racist then y'all must be right racism really is not existent it's ridiculous um, all I really want to say on the matter is my condolences again to Heather Heyer. It's definitely one of those situations where you would think that this would highlight and illustrate um, to anyone who is not a person of color that racism still very much exists. We've been telling them this forever. Um, we told them 
that this was going to happen with the current administration. Um, and I, I honestly, unfortunately, think it's only going to get worse mm -hmm. because people feel emboldened now. I mean, the th the acts that were committed, um, not this pat, not yesterday, but a week ago from yesterday, um, people used to wear masks when they wanted to say the things that they were saying and when they wanted to commit the acts that they were committing, and and they are not feeling the need to do that anymore. And that, that shows me that they're emboldened and that until we figure out a way to stand up and stop them, they will continue to. Um, and, and, I, and I don't feel that the, the role of stopping them falls on people of color at all because we really can't do it. Um, it actually falls on um, people within the white community who are not racist to, to stand up and, and educate people within their families who may hold these prejudice and these, this bigotry. Mm -hmm. um, and it's unfortunate that we're here in 2017. However, we, I can acknowledge that I think that this is a, um, a segment of the U.S. population and hopefully a segment of the population that we can over time educate and, and begin to eradicate from our society because racism has no place here. Oh, also, <laughs> I am happy, though, that they do have the courage to actually show their face now. Yes. Now we know who they are. Much rather that than them wearing, yeah. you know, capes and all this and, you know, trying to look like superheroes. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're attorneys. So, like, definitely, I'm happy about that, at least. Well, they've been attorneys, and they've been police officers, and they've been public officials. That's um, my point. No, you so, know. yeah, I mean, they, they've been there, and they're going to, in certain areas of the country, I'm sure they'll continue um, to be there. I, I guess kind of transitioning into the sports aspect yeah. of this, I, I don't know if you guys saw the whole ESPN auction that occurred. No, I didn't see it. No. Okay, so there was a video that came out. Oh, the out. auction? Yeah, yeah the auction, that. the yeah. ESPN auction. And I, I just want to say, like, I understand that, you know, we've all done the whole fantasy thing. Yeah. I think that it came at a really poor time. Okay. And it was... Mm, I just really don't know who in that ESPN executive meeting was like, yes, let's do this like right now, 24 yeah. hours following the whole Charlottesville incident. It just seemed to be incredibly poor timing. And I just want to say that there's no time in that I can think of when you can auction black people and it not be triggering even if it is fantasy. fantasy even if it is you know like football players and your your argument is well tom brady and aaron Rodgers are also up for auction given the history of this country given the history of of african americans and black people in this country you can never ever ever auction off black men, black women, black athletes, and it not be triggering to people of the black community. So ESPN, take this as a learning lesson. Maybe change how you do fantasy drafts in the future. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, that. that's actually how I feel about it, too. It, I understand the thought process. We all understand, but it wasn't. It wasn't a smart move. There should have been someone to be like, "Hey, this might be taken a certain way." Mm -hmm. But the one thing I was thinking though, 
is like let's say there was a show that was out and they did something similar like let's say a Chappelle show and it was like not necessarily athlete but they had like some kind of auction or something like that would people care I think people don't care because you can make jokes and you can make comments like that as long as it's coming from the community but you cannot be the oppressor and do something like that. You cannot be viewed as the oppressor and 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 do something like an auction. There's so, just there's just no way around it. Whether we like it, whether we want to agree with it, like you just can't. You so, cannot be the oppressor and and do something that triggers the oppressor. So my thing about that would be what happens if the producer, the person that came up with the idea, was black. I I mean that's I think a, I think okay. I I hear your point. I just. I think he has to be mindful of how it would have also been taken on a larger scale. Because if you saw the video, the majority of that audience oh, no, 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 no. was white. No, 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 I agree. I think yeah, there was yeah. like maybe one black no, person. No, it looked terrible. So even, so even if the producer was black, I would question, well, how in, how, how in tune are you with what is going on to even <clears throat> suggest this and say... And by the way, let's make sure we cast like people who are white. <laughs> like, like not only we're we gonna do this, we're gonna cast an auctioner who's a white guy. We're gonna cast an auction crowd that is overwhelmingly white. I think I may have seen like one person of color. No guarantee that they were black, but well, like one person. There may have been one person of color at about how many would you say? Like thirty-five people, forty people. Like, 35, 40 people. Like, that, to me, that's just not being aware of the racial um, and cultural environment that we're in right now. Especially 24 hours after all of that. It's like happened. 24 it's, it's to 48 timing. hours yeah. after after the timing was incredibly horrible. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, I mean, to your point, too, Josh, with the Chappelle <clears throat> show example, though, um, I, I would say, though, you know, like, People probably wouldn't care if it was Chappelle, because you see, when, when that when that actual episode aired on live TV, nobody really commented about that auction that Chappelle show had. But at the same time, it was just more like you know, oh Chappelle, he's making comedy, he's making a joke. But the thing with ESPN is more like they were really serious. They were like trying to make like a uh, now you're trying to be funny with it. I guess it's, no, it was definitely meant to be funny. It was meant to be funny. Okay, okay. Well, what ESPN? Yeah, that was that was definitely it was in a joking way. You want to do an auction? It wasn't no, they wasn't seriously no drafting serious, Odell no, Beckham Jr. But no, like, they were. Because when I read an article about it, they said that those are two ways that people fill like fantasy drafts. So what happened is like everybody got a salary and they auctioned players off and you purchase them according to like how it was going to affect like this salary cap that you had to work under based upon like buying in to like the league that they're in. So people got their teams. You know how we do fantasy draft and we get our teams by like the order in which we do a fantasy well they said in this fantasy league that was how they were drafting players instead of drafting them they were doing an auction because everyone had to work on their cat no i understand that but still the whole segment was meant to be like in a friendly joking way Mm -hmm. like because you would see get people like when they got the the player they wanted they would run up and then they would do like a little mini speech they would do a celebration especially if it was like odell or somebody they won't go in there and dance so i mean it was meant to be like playful but it was just bad. T- I mean, yeah. it, just, it was in poor taste. Yeah, it was just didn't understand taste. it. And like I said, I don't think you could do something like that and, and not be triggering yeah. to 
African-Americans. No, I don't think that that's something that people should write about. I do think it's something you just let people know. Like, the the higher people are like, just, like, tell uh, ESPN, let them know, hey... That's not. We don't really appreciate that. Yeah. Don't don't do it again. Yeah. Yeah. But, I feel like was there not a person of color in that executive meeting that decided to air that? Like I just I I, I mean that was literally my first thought when I saw it. I was like, there's no way that like that. If there is a black person, they must have been on vacation because there's no way. Or he might not want to been look at looked at like a race baiter. Or maybe not. Maybe mm. not. I just. I just feel like there's race baiting, and then there's like guys. You might want to think this through. We really need to think this through. Like I'm looking out for us. Auction out, just by the just by the white players. Yeah, get Christian McCaffrey, get Tom Brady. But that's honestly like it's like if you really want to do it, then we it can't be black players. Like you can't in the segment. It needs to be Tom Brady. Then you're gonna get white people. Then you're gonna get white people triggered. We can't do it because of black people. Why can't you draft a black? But see, they don't have a history. They don't have a history of being auctioned off, so they're not gonna be triggered. That's the whole. That's the whole point. I'm gonna be honest with you. White people of 2017 are the most sensitive bunch ever. You would have thought they were slaves. (laughs) The way they be acting sometimes. They thinking they not like no joke. If you talk to some some, I'm not. I'm generalizing. I'm not talking about all white people. Let's throw that out there. But you talk to some white people. They'll sit there and you would think they was the minorities. They're like, oh, and we can't even say anything because we get called the racist. Maybe because you are. I mean, <laughs> it's not term. You never know. Maybe that. because you don't even recognize your racism or your prejudices. Yeah, like, like when you're when you're buying into it. Like mm-hmm. I think systemic racism is such a part of our society that like half of the time when people like when white people benefit from white privilege, they don't even know it. Like. Because they don't need to. Because mm-hmm. they, they get to live their entire life not being aware. Well, like, they, they think... ignorance. One thing they think, they think that all because when people say white privilege, they think that it comes with a degree and a, a handshake saying, hey, white privilege. When in reality, that's not what people say when they say white privilege. Mm-hmm. They're saying, like, if you walk 3 o'clock in the morning and you're walking in the neighborhood, they're going to be like, oh, he's walking his dog or he might have lost his dog. When a black person walks, what is he doing there? Mm-hmm. That is considered white privilege. But you wouldn't know it's privilege because you just do it every day. You don't get a congratulations for that. And I always, like, when I talk to my my white friends about the topic, I always encourage them to... Any, if you want to think of white privilege, white privilege is doing anything and getting the benefit of the doubt. Um, if you are in any position and you are given the benefit of the doubt um, over someone who would be of color and they're in that situation, like if you know that you're getting the benefit of the doubt and another person is not because of their skin color, that's a situation in which you're benefiting from white privilege. Um, I think that... It's unfortunate that in 2017 we have to continue to define it and yeah. continue to give examples yeah, and continue to break it down. Saying, oh, it's getting better. It's, it's it, things are changing. Oh, this that's not that don't exist anymore. Yeah. And it's being in denial. Like it still exists. It's still here. Mm-hmm. You see that in Charlottesville. It's still here. You see that in Boston. It's still here. I mean, I think you see it in sports it's, it's too. Sports, sports, like yeah. I mean, we're a sports podcast, but I definitely please don't let people get it confused. Like. That you don't see it in sports. Mm. I mean, and, and I can be honest and say that's why Serena. I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, you see, point, point example. Point, great <laughs> example, Serena. Yeah. I was also thinking about, like, you know, I really appreciate um, some of the white players in the NFL who are now. Hashtag showing, Chris Long. 
Yeah, I was going to say Chris, Chris Long, Long. He's from Derek Carr. Too, right? Derek Carr. No, I don't know right? if he's from there, but I know he went to school there. He went to school. Okay, that's probably what it is. Yeah. Um, I know Derek Carr yep. is showing his alliance mm-hmm. in their own way. So I really appreciate like the white athletes who are recognizing mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe we need to start standing up. Because I think for so long, black people have been doing it. And clearly, we can't change the system. Yeah. So if you want we get to get babies, ally, yeah, we get called babies. We get called, we get called, like, get over it. You need to get over this it. This happened 50 years ago. And it's just <laughs> like, if, if the system's going to change, white people have to step up. And, and, and white athletes, example, Michael exactly. Michael Bennett said, Michael yeah. Bennett said, it's going to take a white guy to stand up in mm-hmm. this sporting league to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And we Chris Long to. did that. So, yeah. I mean, props to him. He was the first one that I've seen stand as mm-hmm. an ally and stand um, stand with, you know, one of his brothers. So, I yeah. appreciate it. But, I mean, that's a good segue to what I wanted to kind of transition to now is, you know, the fact that the positive outlook that a lot of the uh, sporting industry is doing for this kind of incident. Like you see a lot of outcry from the different different organizations like, you know, Texas, um, Texas uh, University, Kevin Summon, the, the president of that university canceled the white nationalist rally mm-hmm. supposed to have on September the 11th, mm-hmm. which is incredible because they're showing more unity in the fact that we don't we don't tolerate this. Mm-hmm. We don't want this on our campus. We don't <coughs> want this around here at all. And, and I just love the fact that more and more players are stepping up and around the league. You, like, you see, um, again, with the Seahawks situation over there, too. Yeah, the Raiders. Um, yeah, the Raiders, Raiders situation as well, too. You even um, got people like Lady Gaga that's, come, like, that's coming out there asking what can they do to, like, make it better. Mm-hmm. My only issue with, like, the whole Lady Gaga and, like, white people are like, we're not racist and what can we do is, like, we've been telling you guys what to do for so long. Like, I don't... I'm kind of tired of having to tell like white people what to do because it's like you guys are at the women's march with us and you guys are at like Black Lives Matter marches with us but yet you're still asking us what to do. We're literally standing next to you hand in hand, arm in arm telling you guys what to do. You shouldn't have to ask black people on a social media platform, "Well, how do we stand in alliance with you?" We've been telling you. We have been telling you so please stop acting as if we have it and and just listen and and i think for me that's the real issue is like we've been telling you and it takes something like charlottesville for you guys to be like okay yeah you've told us but now we're actually willing to listen because that's the issue the disconnect is We've been telling them, and they really haven't been internalized. I'm going to be completely honest. It's just like dating a girl, man. You can tell them to do something, <laughs> and then they don't they don't listen until something happens. Then what can we do to make the relationship better, babe? <laughs> and then you got to explain it to them. I mean, hey, I'm, I understand. Lady Gaga is being her natural state. So um, at the end of the day, we want y'all to help you. I'm just saying. That's what happens. But then how do you how do you guys feel you know, going forward now, you know, football coming up, the season coming up? You already see what Kaepernick was doing last year in terms of his protest against the American flag. Don't get me started. I won't get started with that. But still, like, how do you guys feel the season for, like, just going forward from here, how, how things are going to change? I am watching the NFL season no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. I'm going to watch the NFL season. Mm-hmm. Definitely not in a position where I feel um, the need to black out the NFL. I think my, my issue with Kaepernick is all of these athletes now want to hop on to this, like, protest the anthem. But if all these high-profile athletes had, like, hopped onto this last year, I kind of don't think Kaepernick is in the position that he's in because it would have been 
too many popular high profile athletes <laughs> taking a stand, standing together in unison. Um, had had it not just and it kind of felt like it was just kind of Kaepernick out there like on his own really, really sticking his neck out I really feel like more people could have stood around Kaepernick and been and been yeah, as vocal because I really last I really feel yeah I feel like there's like what what support is what happening now outside of of course the uh, well, I mean, couple see, white people one, that yeah I mean well Kaepernick I think you see more people like you're seeing Marshawn Lynch you're seeing Marshawn Lynch had they supposedly hasn't been doing it for ten years. That's what? been a report. He has not been standing for the uh, national right. anthem for the past ten years. Yeah, but that's Marshall, I'm just talking about new faces. There. No, I've already yeah. read a report, and he's also said it. He's like, I don't. I've been not doing that. Also, you got Malcolm Jenkins who did it last year. I remember there was multiple Malcolm players off the Malcolm. Oh, you had Broncos. Somebody from yeah. Broncos did it. Too. Yeah, people off the um, the Dolphins that didn't do it. Michael Bennett didn't do it. No. There's um, I remember the Seahawks at one point all had um, held hands together in support of Kaepernick, and they also yeah. came out support. I honestly don't think it has to do with that. He still would be out the league. It's I just, think because he was so vocal and the, the, I think because we didn't have Charlottesville the, last year. Yeah, and I think that because he came became the face of it. Mm-hmm. Like he really I don't care what anyone says, Kaepernick became the face of it. Even yeah. if Marshawn Lynch has been doing it, yeah. Kaepernick became the face of it. And I feel like had more people stuck their neck out as far as Kaepernick did and as continuously as Kaepernick did, then he would have been in a better position because it would have been kind of like, well, are you really going to get rid of all of us? Are you really going to find all of us? Because we are, you know, the Colin Kaepernick's, we're the Richard Sherman's, we're the Marshawn Lynch's. And I feel like Kaepernick just ended up extending himself <clears throat> and putting himself out there more than others. That's Especially just Fidel my Castro, opinion. Bro. That was just yeah. a little, little uh, off. Yeah. Little, little off. I'm sorry. I mean, that was just a... Yeah. About it, you yeah. saw, I don't know why you wore that shirt when you saw the manager and the Marlins get fired yeah, for the same thing, too. So yeah, I'll let yeah. that rest. But, anyways, I look, at, I look at it like this when it comes to Kaepernick. He's out the league because honestly, people don't want to put up with his baggage. And it's like the Tim Tebow. All right, Tim Tebow is not a bad person. Nothing he's did was ever it was terrible. But Tebow mania is the reason why he's yes, out the league. Suffered. And well, nobody because really? I think he's out the league because like he cannot play quarterback. Can't play quarterback. No, see that's the thing. See that's the thing people want to say. There is plenty of quarterbacks that you can use the same excuse that you use for Colin. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of quarterbacks that are signed that are on a team that Tebow is better than. But, I don't agree with that. Okay, well then, hey, you can say that. Tebow, Tebow win games. I can tell you right now, Geno Smith ain't winning games. I think he should have. Ryan Fitzpatrick ain't winning games. I think had I think had Tim Tebow like been willing to play a different position. And if Colin Kaepernick was willing to actually read defenses, then maybe he would be in the league as well. So I mean, at the end of the day, you know, me, I'm the first one. You know, I'm the first one to say that Colin Kaepernick cannot read a defense. I will tell any 49ers fan. I will tell anybody who comes to me and tells me that Colin Kaepernick can read defense. I will I will sit down and watch film with you and ask you how, where, and when has he ever read a defense? So you know, Josh, I'm the first one to say that. I really do, though, believe mm-hmm. that Colin Kaepernick's not in the league because of the fact that he stuck his neck out yeah. so far. I think he's not. Thing. I think he's not in the league because, like I was saying, with the Tebow thing is Tebow could have been on an NFL team like he was before. He won a game, playoff game. At the end of the day, his stats aren't great, but guess what? He always won. So, for some odd reason, 
teams wanted to stop signing him. You want to know why? It's not just because he was a bad quarterback. He wasn't that good. It was because nobody wanted to deal with the fans. Same thing with Colin Kaepernick. Who wants to – one, Colin Kaepernick was not going to start this year regardless, more than likely. So who wants to hear all this hoobla about a backup quarterback? Oh, you just won a game 35 nothing. Oh, you was going to get Colin Kaepernick some uh, reps? Or was it not because he, he didn't stand for the uh, national anthem again? Who wants to deal with that week in and week out? Because you know every single week they're going to ask you a question about Colin Kaepernick. You just want to play football. You want to focus on football. That's when it becomes a distraction of the team. Nobody wants to keep talking about the same thing over and over and over again. And also for a backup quarterback. So it's just one of those, like, I just don't understand it. And, I mean, while he definitely is talented enough to be on the team, I'm not going to say here and say he's not. At the same time, Teams don't want to deal with distractions. And at the end of the day, what he did was a political distraction. If you don't like it, fine. You don't have to like it. He got his message across. People are now standing up and speaking out, and it's only going to grow from then. But as a player, I don't care. (laughs) I am not going to stop watching the NFL for a subpar quarterback that can't read defenses. No. Miss me with that, people. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm in agreement with that. I'm not blacking out the NFL. I'm not, not gonna watch the NFL because they won't hire Colin Kaepernick. But I will say this: I was really surprised that Baltimore passed up over him um, and signed who they signed. Josh Woodrum, LU baby, he's been getting off. Anyway, <laughs> he has been getting all that they signed who they signed. Um, He's actually having a great preseason, though. No, he is. I'm it's this is really not about him at all. This is really about I'm surprised given the city that he was going to go to Baltimore recently, you know, having their race riots and things all the Confederates. And, and taking down all the Confederate statues. I actually thought like given Kaepernick's um, stance that that would have actually been the perfect city for him to go to and play football in personally. So I was surprised that they passed up on him, but I mean, good luck to the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, the people also say they're surprised that they, the, the Dolphins passed up on him, but I'm like, that's, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised no. by that either. I mean, no, Adam Gates and Jay Culler that's work a, together that's in That's a Chicago. terrible fit. Yeah, they yeah. work together in Chicago anyway, so he knows the system, so why not pick the guy? And his, and his comments about Fidel Castro, the yeah. Miami fan base, Miami fan like base, a large yeah. portion of the Miami they fan base. That's what, like yeah. I said, that's like, why they fired Ozzy Guzman from the Marlins because of his Fidel Castro you know, situation as well, so you get, I mean, it's, it's point blank. He, he's not going there, so yeah. But yeah, but I mean, speaking of you know, speaking Shout of Kaepernick and you know, <laughs> in the preseason, how we got it. That's one. That's a good transition for us there. Um, you know, we are in week three now, or week two. Mm-hmm. Week so, two. Week two. Uh, the NFL preseason. So we're when we like three weeks away from the regular season opening. We are absolutely. That's what's up. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's what's up. I'm, I'm no no man. I don't know how I feel about it, but it's yeah, whatever, dog. <laughs> Uh, but you know we're, we're getting in full gear for the NFL seasons coming approaching. And, um, I, I just want to you know get you guys take so far on what's going on in the you know preseason and then Josh, you swear to God. I would just cut all this out. I really, 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 really am ready for the season to start. So Josh stops making this obnoxious noise. We don't play y'all until November anyway, so it's all good though. But I want to get you guys first impressions on like what's going on in the league and like how you feel about your team so far. 
You know, I know you guys played last night. You guys played. Redskins are going to suck. <laughs> Redskins are going to suck. I just want you guys to know that they look I terrible. I'm so <laughs> excited. They're terrible. For the season to begin <laughs> after watching the skins last night. <laughs> Did anybody see Cousins miss like three wide open passes that were under like mm, 40 yards? Like, like wide open. Like one of his guys was wide open. There probably wasn't a person within like, mm, I'd say probably five to seven yards of one of his receivers. I'm Quite excited for the season. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but, but, I feel like it's always a laughing addition that fucking. Oh, sorry. Guys. sorry this guy. Sorry. But, uh-huh. but guys, um, no, this, uh, the NFL preseason has been pretty interesting. I mean, um, there's been some players that's been catching my eye, some who have. I think people need to. St- Pump the brakes on Deshaun Watson, especially yes. especially when he played the Panthers. I'm gonna let y'all know this right now. His accuracy is not that great. Um, mm-hmm. There's been plenty. He honestly should have went like ten for ten because there was so many wide open targets. Mm-hmm. Our second string defense is terrible. Mm-hmm. They got gutted last week. Not last week. I mean yesterday. And Mariota. Oh my lord. I might have been wrong about this dude. <laughs> I thought he was going to be a buzz. Let me tell you guys. This guy can throw. <laughs> this dude has been looking amazing, okay? He, he, went, he went six for eight. And mind you, he's been throwing dimes, okay? Throwing dime pieces. So I will say, Mary Oda, watch out for this dude. I think he's going to be the best quarterback in that draft class. I think he's going to be way better than Winston. But um, we definitely are going to see. I'm, not, I'm still iffy on Winston. I think Winston is... I think he's gonna be a cam, just not as good. Yeah, he just throws too many picks for me. And I just he's think he's too high risk, yeah. high reward. Mm-hmm. Like he throws way too many. So it's cam. I'm interested. I'm interested to see like how he does now that they have like another downfield threat. I'm actually really Ooh. interested to see. Like they got I don't. Jackson. I ain't interested. They got Evans. I mean, well, of course y'all not. I know y'all not interested. I don't want to see that mess. Being in his division, but I am definitely. I mean, they have a very good defense. No, and now, well, they have a They got Jerry well, McCoy. Have y'all been watching Hard Knocks, by the way? Yeah. Jerry McCoy is hilarious. Like, he's actually funny as a mug. But I think their defense is, I mean, their defense held their own last year. I think that they'll be a little bit better this year. I mean, they have a pretty good defense. And now he has another doubt. He has another passing option, really and truly, other than Mike Evans. No, he has two count. more. He has O.J. Howard oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. So yeah, honestly, his weapons is he has a ridiculous. Lot of offensive weapons. Yeah, two good running backs. Yeah. He got so many wide receivers, and he got a beast tight end right now. Mm-hmm. So Man. I mean, and it's all it's all in there for him to, to succeed. He's yeah. got to just take side note. Of it. You say you watch Hard Knocks, right? Mm-hmm. I see. This is my thing, okay. And I'm not saying this. I'm a Panthers fan or whatever, <laughs> but. Winston comes off as really, really scripted. Like, I don't know what it is about him. Like, well, his hard knocks yeah. just in general. Like, even in general, but especially on hard knocks. Like, the way he, like, the way he acts, it seemed like he's seen that on a movie, and he's like, I need to be that guy. So he does it. <laughs> like, no, like, seriously, like, he literally, it seems so forced. It doesn't seem like it's naturally him. Like, I think he's an outgoing guy, mm-hmm. but the way he, like, goes out there, hey, man, play for me today. Hey, man, play for me today. Hey, man, play for me today. And then he'd be like, yeah. hey, <laughs> hey, hey, guys, um, I just want you guys to know uh keep having fun but uh your quarterback just got hurt 
so you guys keep having fun and then walked away i was like what was that like I, he's, he's dropping just, a little dime in there yeah like, it, but, protect but, me but, like protect me, i understand dude. that but it just came off he's like he seemed rehearsed man no 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 i i i don't disagree with that mm-hmm. i don't disagree with that i don't know i mean you know i'm an fsu fan um and he wasn't mic'd up a ton, but he was kind of always one of those guys. Rah-rah. Yeah, who was always kind of rah-rah. Like, you saw he, that in his FSU, like you said. Yeah, before, like in his too. FSU, they, I mean, they always said he was able to kind of rally the guys and kind of rally the troops. I mean, that's something that Jimbo Fisher always liked about him was that you could put him on a field and he was able to rally the guys. I mean, he wasn't mic'd up a lot, so I don't know if he was doing the same play for me, play for me, play for me kind of deal. But I, I definitely, it, it seems a little interesting, like yeah. his role on the show. Mm-hmm. So, side note, since you're an FSU fan, I got to talk to you later about Kelvin. You can keep okay, going. okay, okay, okay. We'll <laughs> yeah, talk about we Kelvin. Talk about <laughs> Kelvin another, Wait, another. is this some secret hidden thing? Well, I'm just no. an FSU fan. Oh, it's true. probably not worth like oh, talking about on, Wait, did Devontae Freeman go to FSU? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's FSU thought. got some athletes. They got athletes. Yeah. So do Clemson. Yeah. yeah, that's true too. They do. They have okay. athletes. Um, I'm very excited. I would like to say this. I'm very happy to have Jalen Smith oh, so back. Play? Congratulations. He took the first 12 snaps of his NFL career. That is huge. He had one tackle in open field. It was a third down stop. Um, he he seemed to move well. There, I, I definitely want to look at the film a little closer to check like his mm-hmm. lateral movement. But, I mean, he looked good out there playing middle linebacker. Um, Sean Lee didn't start, so he got the start. Mm-hmm. They're we're kind of resting Sean Lee. He has a hamstring that's bothering him right Rest now. Rest that dude. You know he brittle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's made of glass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, last year was the first season like, yeah, in the NFL that you, he's played every, every game. single game. And, and look, and y'all wonder. And you see why they were so good that year. Yeah. And look, when you know, if Sean Lee playing the whole year, you know it's good season. <laughs> for, you know something happened. It's about happened. to be a great yeah, exactly. He was good. He and was I just want to say, um, shout out to Dak Prescott. I mean, he looked amazing. He only missed two passes. He had a hundred and uh, I think like a hundred and like fifty three point five QBR rating last night. Like he looked incredible. He looked poised. He looked calm. It was versus the Colts. Um, <laughs> I mean, and it's preseason, but that that doesn't matter. It still gives me a lot of hope, especially with Zeke out of there. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to have to have some of those guys in the backfield step up. I feel like some you, of the if your backs. line stays true to what it is, and anybody can run behind that line. So Yeah, I, I, I absolutely Derek McFadden went for 1,000 yards when Tony yeah. was hurt. Hey, okay. Derek McFadden ain't bad, though. He's not bad. No, he's not bad. And he's Morris, a 1,000 yard rusher. Yeah, he's got Alfred Morris. Yeah, so I definitely fine. feel that we will be good mm-hmm. um, regardless of how. That's not y'all issue. Like, y'all issue no, our issue yeah, is defense. defense. Yeah, our like, issue yeah. is defense. Yeah. Like our defense. That right I don't there. know. I don't know what's <laughs> up with Taco, but Taco, he doesn't look fast off of the football. He doesn't look. He looks like he takes plays off. Mm-hmm. I'm really concerned about again uh, our defensive ends and our secondary. Um, oh, we talking about rookies? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about Oh, we're talking about rookies. Hold on. Let me go ahead and tell you guys. Um, Hey, guys. You know, I'm a Panthers fan, so let's talk about the game yesterday. Uh, 
Well, first, we look like Boo Boo. Let's just go ahead and throw that out there. But um, I will also say Cam and Luke didn't play. So, you know, those are our best players. So, you know, it is what it is. We look, Devin Funches, I hate you. I think you are, I, I mean, every single year, you're a great tra- training camp guy. But as soon as this, you know, start playing, you do nothing. Um, so, hopefully, when the season starts, you get some separation and you do your thing. Kelvin, I'm definitely going to ignore last year. And um, I'm hoping we're going to start off with a clean slate. Our defense, honestly, like, our defense didn't look good versus Mariota, but I don't, I'm not really tripping about that because Julius Peppers didn't play, uh, Captain didn't play, and a couple of other starters didn't play, and Luke didn't play, who was the most important guy. So, I mean, I didn't really take too much in. Our defense will be fine. Our offense. Christian McCaffrey. Let's just say I am gonna be excited about this guy. He's gonna be a problem. This dude will be an issue this year. I, my I will say okay, okay. If you say so, you you haven't seen a film video footage of Luke Kuechly trying to cover him. Well, you, did you see the video footage of Luke Kuechly trying to cover Devontae Freeman? Same thing. First of all, Devontae Freeman. Yeah. Devontae Freeman doesn't roast him. You mean Julio? Where where Luke Kuechly actually kept up with Julio? <laughs> he and, kept and then Julio bad, caught bad. an amazing catch? No, uh, because of a bad, God, bad Let's Let's throw. be honest here. That Luke Kuechly is not only the best run. Let's, 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 let, let's, put, let's put this out here, okay? okay. Luke Kuechly is not only the best run stopper in the league, okay? He's also the, the best, best pass. He's the best guy in coverage, okay? So he put people on straps. Let's let's be realistic here. Matt Ryan knows the most At the end of the day, Christian McCaffrey will be an issue. I have been upset. I have been um, upset that Curtis uh, Samuel has not played. That's our second round pick from Ohio State. He's a four three guy, fast as ever. He hasn't played. He's still hurt. Corn Elder from Florida. He hasn't played. I mean uh, Miami. I'm sorry. He also hasn't played from uh, like a knee issue. And Cam, the most important player, is out because of his shoulder. Hopefully this week he's okay and he plays for the versus the Jaguars. But he has to play so he can gel with this offense. This offense is new. He needs to play with Christian because Christian is going to be vital to our offense because he will be a gadget player and we need our two best players or our two most explosive players to be in sync. I feel like the NFC South is going to be lit this year. Oh, my oh, Lord. My I don't know who's going to win. Andrew Peterson won the Saints, too, and everything. I'm just like, dang, it's a lot of Honestly, the talent. NFC South is way I too tough. I the prime time. I feel like gonna be, they're going to be flexing every game for the, that division later on in the season. It's going to be ridiculous. I'm just really ready for the NFL Me too. start. I'm ready for regular season. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I've always been a proponent of, like, you know, Keep the keep the four game preseason, but I'm so You're so done with this so already. <laughs> ready. Like, I'm so done with this. Yeah. Oh, shout out to my boy AJ. Oh, true. But no, I mean for me for the Falcons though, um, I know we have we don't play until today against the Steelers though. So, but I mean I have no really impressions right now. I'm just excited about the new stadium. Uh, we just we were opening up. You're excited about a stadium, bro. Yeah. That's what you have to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, sure enough, ain't had to look forward to a championship. <laughs> oh, that championship banner that would have been that's in that true. new stadium. I, I was been so happy that that was going to be the case. Cause I already you got my tickets. There. I'm gonna be. I'm pressed, y'all. I got my tickets to the Green Bay opener. You know. At oh, the really? Stadium. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dope. That's dope. And I got my flight. Hope so, y'all get blown yeah. out. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, don't know. I, I, I have plans to go see um, the Skins play Dallas November 30th. Hey, it's my birthday it. gift to myself. So. I think I'm going to a Panthers game too, but I got to find a cheap one. But, um, it I might would, be the Vikings. I would say I am, I am very excited about our offense because it all stayed the same. We only lost our offensive coordinator pretty much. Only? Yeah, only. <laughs> only. Only lost, you know, Kyle, who ruined our Super Bowl you know, chances. Who, yeah, who, 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 gave, who gave him an MVP season. You yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, not yeah. Gabe. Uh, Matt Ryan took it in his okay. control. Really? You think Matt Ryan would have done that like, he, by himself? Like he didn't have 10 well, seasons before. Kyle was there last in 2015. When we, he went 23 touchdowns and 16 picks. That's not that that's good. Not, that's talking about 2015. 
Then then you next year he goes 30, 34 with thirty eight and seven. So I'm like the same coordinator. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you do yeah, realize the people that, jail, but right? But you think that the cor- the coordinator is not the one out there throwing the football? But that's true. Like, but it's the, the coordinator is not the one out there. I, I just was, you know, saying the opinion that, that like, Kyle Shanahan had made Matt Ryan MVP. I don't think so. Oh, he I, definitely boosted him to MVP. He, I mean, he definitely helped. You, th- you really think there's a reason why, like, twelve years after your first season, you just became MVP? It was just because you got good. No, nah, nah. I'm just saying it's because. I mean, again, my point. Kyle was there for two years. He was not MVP the first year he was there. He was yeah. The it's, it's called gelling. You really. Think what one season is gonna be no, enough? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that Matt Ryan still had a lot of his own talents. To, uh, he gonna go know, back to 23 and 16. Don't okay, worry. Okay, thank you, Josh. You know, your camera will be hurt for the rest of the season. Hey, yo, so. don't be disrespectful. I ain't oh, never yeah. wish injury on Matt Ryan. I just want to say this. I, I think I've been saying it for like two seasons now. Something special is happening in Oakland. <laughs> I but, just want to keep saying that but, the Raiders. Well, thanks, Jasmine, for Oakland's Oakland. take. But, what, but it's still about the Falcons. I don't even care. I know y'all don't care, but listen to y'all spills about y'all team. I'm going to be honest y'all with you. Y'all listen to my dance spills. Okay, well, then, y'all listen. listen. Y'all can listen to me. All right, that's fine. So, our defense is incredibly fast. We have Deion Jones, Duke Riley, Roger Campbell, Tap McKinley, Vic Beasley, Datari Poe, and Grady Jerry. And we got secondary Ricardo Allen, Demontes, Kaze, Robert Allen. Alfred, Desmond Trufant, and Keanu Neal from Florida from last year, our rookie, who's standout rookie. So I am very pleased with our defense. I'm very pleased with the offense. I'm just going to tell people, look out. Y'all, y'all don't know what's about to come to y'all. Okay? Oh, also, uh, you can say something's happening in Oakland, but guess what? They still got to play the Patriots. <laughs> so <laughs> all that stuff is irrelevant. <laughs> They're not beating Tom Brady. But the best defense in the well, AFC is I didn't necessarily say that they were going to beat Tom mm-hmm. Brady, but I still think that they're going to have an incredible season. Well, but then here's my last take on this whole NFL thing, though. Who do you who do you guys think are the strongest teams going into the season right now? The Patriots. strongest team in the A. What? So pick two for the AFC and two for the NFC. Who y'all takes? The Patriots. Patriots, Patriots okay, that's obvious, but who's the second? And the Patriots. Okay. That's the only team that matters. They go uh, in the state right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they re- they really are. Okay, dude, who you and, and what team okay, is really so like to beat them? Okay, then how we said about NBA and Golden State being just put them in the w, uh, you know, Western Conference Finals. What team can be in the other team in the AFC Championship game against the Patriots? Raiders. Nobody's gonna who's not gonna beat them, but who's gonna be in there? Raiders. Raiders. Uh, that's uh, I don't. Uh, it's gonna come from that division, I think, too. It's gonna either be the Raiders, if it's not the Raiders, it might be. Um, it could be the Broncos, or it could be the Chiefs. It could be the uh, either of the three. I'm, my my guess is the Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah, I think just what I've seen from preseason and last year, mm-hmm. I think that they have the best chance on both sides of the football. The Texans, they're they're still struggling with the quarterback situation yeah, the more than anybody else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. they. I mean, but Savage has. I mean, Savage has been playing well. Yeah. I mean. I think he really still has the the nod over Watson. Like I really, he should. I mean, I really think he 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 has it mm-hmm. over him. But then, <clears throat> then in the NFC terms, who's your two top teams? Going Are we going on, on rosters? No, just going on just teams. Like who <laughs> has the best team going? Um, and just be honest, like you. I mean, I know you guys are fans with your own team, but like who y'all really see as a strong? Nah, team? honestly, I don't think we have the strongest team. I, I think, think I think so. that we have uh, the best front seven. But I don't think that we have the best team because we still don't know how Cam is. So it depends on how Cam is before I even put us in his playoffs. Um, but I'm going to go, if you're going off just rosters, I'm going to go Falcons and I'm going to go, uh, mm, I can't go Packers because Packers, they still They're got a lot to be desired. So I can't go Seahawks because I hate their line still. Um, you know what? My low key team, it might be the Giants. I, I was going to say, yeah. 
I might go Giants. Mine's is, mine's with Giants Falcons. Just this because based off of you know from last year and rosters and the problems that they have this year, they have the same people. It's all about are, Eli. Yeah, it really is all about Eli because they got all they, they got everything they need. Honestly, so you know. What I'm um, I'm I'll go Falcons, but I don't know. I don't know the other team. Mm. I'm definitely not giving it to the Giants because I don't. I don't trust Eli Manning. As far as I hey, I trust him in the playoffs. <laughs> I trust him in the playoffs, but the question is, does he get there? And I think I he know. is, man. I think he is. I think um, I don't know. The only, like I said, the only division where I'm like debating on who's the top teams or who's going to make the playoffs is going to be the South. Mm-hmm. I think the East. I think it's definitely a battle between the Cowboys and the Giants. I think uh, the West is the Seahawks, and I don't really think anybody else there is that. Great. Maybe Cardinals, but who knows? I'm not. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a Carson Palmer fan, so I don't think so. And then uh, you got the North, and it's the Packers. Hmm. Like so, I mean, like the only t- division where I'm like I don't know is the South because anybody can win that division that any Why? single year. So we don't know because the only team that won it straight is y'all. Yeah, we did three <laughs> years it. in a row. Three years in a row. And, and hashtag we run the South. Um, go ahead. <laughs> We don't. You're right. You're right. We lost the choke artist. That's cool. Okay, thank you. It's cool. It happens, man. We lost to the same teams in Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, In our history. All right. All right, we didn't. All right, we didn't choke though. That's true. We definitely didn't choke. I definitely did. No, actually, we did kind of choke. We lost. We were fifteen and one, and we lost to like the ten and sixteen. Like we did kind of choke against the Broncos. Yeah, against a washed up Peyton Manning. Hey, we didn't lose the Peyton Manning. We lost to Von Miller and Demarcus Ware. Yeah, Von Miller literally. That defense, honestly, that defense is gonna go down to history as one of the best defenses of all time. That that defense, that defense was ridiculous. It really was. There's nothing you really could do about that. Absolutely, they had Pro Bowl. They had all Pro players in all three levels. And they and they had three Pro Bowl caliber cornerbacks, a Pro Bowl two Pro Bowl safeties, a Pro Bowl linebacker, and two All Pro <laughs> outside linebackers. There was no way <laughs> that defense was ridiculous. I didn't even think about it until after we played. I was like, they really got a lot of players, <laughs> and it's like they bench players are good. So it's like I don't know, like. I mean, they had depth on that defense too. They did. We had Mike Reimers and Michael Orr trying to protect Cam Newton. That was <laughs> like that was that right there should have said we from was going to lose. Miller. Yeah, from Vaughn Miller and Demarcus Way. <laughs> and Shane Ray. I don't know why we really thought we were going to win that. We, <laughs> well, <laughs> we got humbled. <laughs> no dad for us. We sure did. Okay, but anyways, Josh, that leads me to your. Uh, L of the week, my dude. So who you got for today's, uh, you know, uh, um, I, don't, I, don't need to, I need to find some kind of, like, thing for you. We do need an intro. Need you an absolutely intro do. Because I feel like it's so dry. Like, okay, we got L of the week, y'all. Here goes Josh. But your drums be funny, though. So I'm trying to hear what you're trying to say. That this is- my L of the week goes out to actually one of the comments we talked about today. Black out the NFL. You people who are really about to black out the NFL deserve L of the year. I actually, one, I noticed a lot of people that posted are women who don't even watch the NFL anyways. Um, two, a lot of people who are talking about protesting are women who don't watch the NFL. Um, three, if you've seen the video, it was the most corniest video I've ever seen in my whole entire life. It's in black and white. You got these old heads that's reversing their shirts. Falcons. I'm blacking you out. <laughs> Packers, I'm blacking you out. 
skins. I'm blacking well, you, you out. You should just probably like, their their games are gonna be blacked out, so y'all don't have to worry about facts. That. Y'all facts. Don't have to worry about that. Facts. And so I made a status, and I told people one, I'm not blacking out the NFL, and I think it's ignorant for the people that really are trying to make an issue with the NFL over this issue. And I told this, and a girl was like, why would you do that? And I was like, one, people got to understand, NFL does not have an owner. That's the first thing. There is no head owner. There's a commissioner, but there's not an owner. There's multiple owners. Second, why would I boycott my team when my team is just strictly not even interested in a quarterback, let alone Colin Kaepernick? We don't need... I'm a Panthers fan. We don't need a backup quarterback. We don't even need a third string. We have Joe Webb, who is a Colin Kaepernick. So why would I, why would I boycott my own team because Colin is not getting signed by teams that actually need quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Also... Let's start with this facade that Colin Kaepernick is an amazing quarterback and that he should be on a team starting. One, he is a average quarterback. People want to bring up the 16 and 4 that he had last year, but you, you stats are misleading. You got to look at the context. Mm-hmm. One, a lot of those touchdowns are garbage time. I was about to say that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. These guys were down. They put in their prevent. They put down their prevent defense. And then guess what? You can stack. That's the reason why Blake Brodels is trash right now. People want to say, oh, he threw for 35 touchdowns. When did you see the games? Mm-hmm. A lot of those were garbage time. All right. Also, people want to say. Oh, well, there's plenty of quarterbacks that are um, better getting signed. Well, you also got to factor in, one, the price. Second, the fit. Third, the baggage. When you're a great player, like let's say Cam Newton did this. Let's say Michael Vick did this. Uh, well, give me some other great black quarterback. Randall Cunningham. Yeah. Uh, Dante, get, Dante Colbert. McNabb. Let's say any of these guys did that. Guess what? They will still be in the league. Why? Because they had a lot more talent, and they were better quarterbacks than Colin Kaepernick. People are gonna, people are gonna put up with their baggage. At the end of the day, I heard McNabb wasn't the greatest teammate ever. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The Eagles still put up with him. There was so many years where Eagle fans were calling him to get cut. Guess what? They still kept him. Why? Because he was winning games. He still was a good quarterback. So at the end of the day, you can try to make up with these little fake beliefs. Also, you got people protesting, doing the same exact thing Colin Kaepernick is doing. Guess what? They're still on the team. Not only that, but it's not like the NFL is finding these guys, suspending these guys, telling these guys they need to stop. They're not. They're giving these guys the freedom to do what they want. So at the end of the day, Stop. Stop making these fake facades. If you don't want to watch because your team's some garbage, then go ahead and say that. But stop trying to black out the NFL because you want to make this fake political movement for Colin Kaepernick, the average quarterback who's not even good. Okay? So stop with that. Miss me with that. So you black out the NFL, hop-ons, you get L of the year. So I'm sick of you. Oh, that's a nomination for L of the year for the end of the year. Wow. Because <laughs> already- We haven't even started the, the, the superlatives. Well, because they're blacking out the whole year, so they get L, they're gonna get L of the week every every single week. Every single week. We'll, we'll, do our week. we'll put a sub A L of the year. Yeah. Still the same. And the red skin fan that did the blackout, you might as well black out anyways, because y'all not gonna be good. Y'all gonna be garbage. Yeah, I already so told you they're gonna be blacked out anyway. Blackout so. for the next three years. So, <laughs> All right. But then guys, one last thing. Uh, I just wanna let everybody know Justine Murdoch did her interview um this past week on you know the real DMV. So please look out for that on SoundCloud and www.realtalksports.co. Um, this kind of ends the wrap, wrap up the end of our show, guys. Any last words or comments for the listeners out there on the show? How about them Cowboys? Let's Keep pounding! Rise up, baby. Anyways, we found this play tonight. Steelers, let's do it. Hope nobody gets injured. Okay. Shame. 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 Shame.
Shame on you, Falcons. Shame on you, Kyle Shanahan. And shame on everybody else. <laughs> <laughs>